Okay, well welcome everybody. This is Jay Chivlik and I'm with the Indiana Society of Association Executives. Um, we're focused on the interests and needs of members in the community of association professionals here in Indiana. Uh, Michael uh, Reynolds is also joining us from ISA. Hi Michael. Hey Jay, how's it going? It's good going to be here. Great. It's a good day, isn't it? It is. One of the reasons it's a good day is today we're also being joined by one of my favorite association thinkers, Mary Byers. Welcome Mary. Hi Jay, happy to be here with you. I am glad. I first met Mary about 13 years ago. I think, uh, Mary, you might remember the red suit that you wore at the American Dental Association. It was your signature at the time, so I'm glad to see you again. I do remember now. <laughs> uh, many of you might recognize Mary from her Race to Relevance, her Road to Relevance books. Uh, some of you have probably seen her at ISAE events and even nationally. She's been around a long time. Today we're thrilled to be able to be talking about leading your association in a fast-paced, changing world. So Mary, uh, give me um, maybe like a 30-second intro, like what have you been doing? How did you get in associations? Why should we listen to you? Like a lot of people, I was very lucky and I just stumbled into association work uh, by accident. Now you can actually get a degree in organizational management, but uh, back when I went to school there wasn't such a thing. So I started working for an international association on staff and uh, spent time there before moving to a state organization which was part of a tripartite organization which is how Jay and I connected. And since so about 1998, I have been working and consulting with a wide variety of organizations. And one of my favorite parts of my job is what I learn from one group, I can share with another group. And that's really where I think my value comes and that I'm in a lot of strategic planning retreats, a lot of boardrooms. I see what's similar between organizations, I see where there are differences, and it's really my mission to go out and spread the word. That's great. So you're doing a lot of speaking, a lot of consulting, and uh, you have a new thing that we're going to talk about in a little bit, so we'll, we'll leave that teaser hanging out there. So we, we titled this Leading the Association on Fast-Paced Changing World, and I don't think anyone disagrees that there's a lot of change going on, but what is it that concerns you? That what's What's laying out there that every association manager really needs to be paying attention to if they're not? I think there's three things that are really challenging the majority of the associations I work with. Number one is the area of membership. And there's two things to be alert to here. We're moving, I believe, toward perpetual membership, which is what you see Silicon Valley introducing. Say Netflix. They get your credit card, they bill you monthly, you're a member until you pick up the phone and, or go online and cancel your membership. I think we're going to see more of that. I think annual dues and annual dues statements in December are eventually going to go by the wayside. I also think that we're going to see more in the hybrid arena. Um, the organization that Jay and I, or that I used to work for and that Jay works for now are individual membership organizations. But a lot of dentists coming out of dental school are going into corporate work and so I think we're going to see dual membership. You can either join as an individual or you can join as, as part of a larger organization. 
so we may see a blending between the individual membership and then a, a like what, what's traditionally known as a trade group membership. I think technology is changing the game because it's changing so rapidly. And finally, education, I believe, is just being turned upside down, partly because of technology. I mean, look what we can do. Look what we're doing today, Jay. That wasn't possible uh, just a, a short number of years ago. And I think, and now we've got new apps coming out like Periscope and Meerkat, and you can stream live mm -hmm. on the go. And I think that's going to turn the education arena upside down as well. So uh, just on that last one, education, you're relating to like association continuing education or courses that we provide for our members, that kind of? Uh, that's one piece of it, but the annual business meeting that associations do probably will look different in the future. So if you get members together and you take votes, you're uh, installing your new officers, um, someday all of that could be done virtually and could yeah. be live streamed rather than asking people to go through the difficulty of travel and through the time and expense that it takes to travel. So I think everything's up for grabs quite honestly. Yeah, is anybody doing a virtual membership great like that, do you know? I know that there are some organizations that are now doing virtual uh, annual meetings or virtual House of Delegates or virtual delegate assemblies, depending on what you what you call it, and votes are being taken online. And in many cases, it's it's you know we lose the face to face, uh, but some organizations are saving as much as a million dollars a year by no longer having to get all their members together in one place once a year. It's to probably pay staff better, I'm sure. That's what all the money's going I, toward. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> or consultants, right? But realistically, it's probably going towards being able to afford the technology that right. the association's going to yeah. need in the future. So it's all really going to Michael's pocket is really where it's going. Michael's our tech guy, so. Um, <laughs> well, about that, but I do have a question, actually. I'm glad you uh, kind of let me pop in here for a moment. So, Mary, you were asking... Uh, or you were saying that you think the Netflix-style membership is going to become the norm, and I happen to agree because I always feel like this, you know, this annual membership where you have to go renew and pay your bill is kind of antiquated. So are you seeing that, or do you think that associations are going to go to more of a monthly membership model, month to month? Yes, but I also think that we're going to see more choice. So as an association, I may give you the opportunity to decide, would you like to pay all at once? for your 2016 membership and maybe get a discount because you paid it up front. Exactly. Or maybe it's better for you, you prefer to get a monthly bill from me or maybe you want to do it quarterly. So I think choice is also going to be a part of it although from an association standpoint it, it might be easier just to offer two choices either monthly or one annual than it is to have to mess with quarterly uh, and, and other different time period options. But yeah, I absolutely believe that's where we're going. Yeah, I yeah. cannot agree more. Thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks, Michael. That's good stuff. Um, tell me, uh, Mary, why is this change uh, different than some of the other changes that we have? I mean, maybe it's, we talked about fast pace. Is it just the speed at which these things are coming at us? It seems like some days when I'm doing my work, I just get up and I'm like, oh, I'm proud and I had one day of victory and the next day something new came out and now I'm behind the, the eight ball again. I'm constantly trying to catch up. I do think technology is making change happen more rapidly and that's going to be a key characteristic of a successful association executive and that is 
being able to keep up with rapid changes and if they are they themselves are not able to they need to build a team around them who can help do it for them or for the association so I think the speed of change is one thing but quite honestly many of my clients are still recovering from the financial meltdown of 2008-2009 mm. uh, membership may have dropped off they're just now getting back to their pre-recession levels or they're realizing that the market has consolidated and there are actually fewer members to join so we've got to be strategic about what things look like and in some cases we're still kind of figuring out what that means and what that looks like for the association. Yeah, yeah that is, that's good. Hey, uh, in emails that led up to this podcast, uh, you used a term that I was really intrigued with, and you used this term, association renaissance. And uh, I guess I'd like to have you talk a little bit about that, but as I heard the term, I was also thinking, well, why is Mary's going to be a renaissance? I'm a little nervous that mine, mine, mine might be uh, turning towards a dark age. So. And I hope that you're not turning back towards the dark ages. Um, <laughs> you know, I had been casting around for an easy way to explain what I think is happening and what needs to happen in associations. And, and I heard the term renaissance and I thought that was perfect. It's a one-word way to explain what we need to be doing. And, and uh, renaissance is French for the word rebirth. And when you, when you look into what the Renaissance was about, it was about renewal, it was about revival. And I think that's what we're seeing in associations. Um, many are experimenting. Many are trying things they've never done before. Many are collaborating in new ways. We used to take a lot of pride in the fact that we were the market leader and we were the ones that everybody looked to. Well, with staffing and financing being pressured continually, I'm seeing some groups say, you know, there are seven associations in our field alone, but what would happen if we could get five or six of those together and we could all pitch in staffing and we could all pitch in expertise and we could all pitch in money and we're able to do more together than we are alone. And so I think that's going to be another piece of it too. Um, but I think we're also going to have to be willing to pivot more quickly when we see that, that, that not that we always have to be chasing the market, but we're going to have to be willing to say, you know, the things that worked yesterday or the things that worked 10 years ago just aren't working now. And we've got to be willing to be open-handed and let things go. And sometimes that's hard to do because one of the strengths of association comes from our culture, our history, and our tradition. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a challenging time because as you're talking, I'm thinking about you, you need leaders who want to really lead and not just be stewards of what was the old. You need uh, people to be willing to take risk, and that's hard. And you and I have talked about this. This is a real challenge for some of our volunteers as well as some of our staff who, hey, this isn't the way we did it. Now we've got to do something different. Um, tell me a little bit about this new project of yours because it kind of relates to this renaissance and trying to maybe cultivate this renaissance association strategy circles. What is it and where did it come from? I am really excited about this, Jay. My favorite audiences to work with are audiences that are filled with association executives who do the work of the association week in and week out. And I think it's where we can really make a difference in terms of changing the future and strengthening the future of organizations. And I had been looking for an opportunity to do a deep dive with 
CEOs, COOs, or the second-in-command at associations, pulling great minds together in the Thanks room. Thanks for including me. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, and, and really an opportunity to get those minds together and um, encourage some new thinking and promote permission giving in terms of our organizations and, and what we're going to do and how we're going to do it for the future. So I was so thrilled that the Indiana Society of Association Executives was interested in partnering with me on this. A couple of other states have since come in, um, Tennessee, Illinois, I believe Kentucky maybe. Yeah. Um, and so we've got some, some Midwest groups that are going to get together and the best thing about it from my standpoint is you get to set aside a day with no interruptions where you're just going to focus on you and your work for the association. It'll be strategic thinking, it'll be planning time, it'll be being challenged by other association executives and we're going to get together four times over the next year so we're not limited by just one day but on a quarterly basis you'll set a goal and then part of this whole process is going to be accountability, coming back and reporting what kind of progress you've made, where your obstacles are, and then seeking help to make sure that, that you can continue to move not only your association forward, but this is partly uh, about professional independent development too. So not just you as an association professional, but you as a professional. So both personal and work, and that's why I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I'm looking at a, a preview of this here. So the one meeting is about obstacle busting, and another one's about tune-ups and tweaking and kind of making your, I use that word, deep dive of unique storytelling and branding. Uh, another one is leadership development, pursuing excellence in volunteers and staff, and another one is strategy and innovation, creating a culture that supports both. Um, I, I like... Uh, I don't usually go to CE and get homework, so what is that going to look like? I mean, are you I really going to No, the homework is, is going to be easy. The, the hardest part really is going to be the concentration and focus um, and being one place for uh, a full day and having an opportunity really just to um, get some of the distractions out of the way. That's going to be the hardest part. The homework actually is up to you. You get to decide what you're going to do and you get to decide how much you're going to tackle. And realistically, not everybody's going to get their homework done. But but uh, the unique thing about this is it's a group experience, but it's very individualized. Right. You get to bring what you know about your association, where the limitations are, where the opportunities are, and then working as part of a circle, you will have an opportunity to articulate where you want to go and what the five next steps are that you need to take. So. It's guided thinking time, it's guided planning time, and it's guided strategy time. And the one thing I want to make clear is this is not to create an alternative strategic plan, but it is to allow you to knit everything together in light of your strategic plan so that you yourself have a, a roadmap and guidelines and a guidepost for how you can help move the association and the association's plan forward. So let me um, ask a little bit about this because it, obviously as a staff person I only have limited ability to control how it all gets done. How do you sell that back to the volunteers or the members themselves? Yeah, suggestions for that? Uh, maybe. I believe that 
we should focus on influencing what we can influence. And part of that question is going to be, Jay, where's your highest level of influence, in your case, for the Indiana Dental Association? And how can we help you capitalize on that and how can we help you utilize it? I think the biggest thing is really the fact that you are going to set aside four days over the next year mm -hmm. to sit and think and strategize and plan on behalf of your organization. And then when you get back by quarter, you'll have an opportunity to implement those plans. And when you look at the cost in terms of uh, actual out-of-pocket expenses and the time, and then you look at the potential for return on investment for your organization, from my perspective, it's a no-brainer. Okay, Mary, you've sold me. I'm signing up as soon as I get off here. So Wonderful. Um, <laughs> I'm going to look at your name on the list. Okay, that's great. And if anybody else wanted to sign up, all you have to do is go to the ISAE website, look under Participate, and you'll see Association Strategy Circles. What sold me, or is at least something that sold my boss, was $25 a credit hour. That was That's cheap. That's cheap stuff. So uh, you're getting like... Uh, I don't know, the Cadillac version of uh, CE for like the Saturn price, I suppose. So, Mary, we, uh, we only have a, a couple minutes left here, and I guess I just want to ask you, like, hey, what would you want to say? The mic is open, You're, you've been around the block, and you, you really know a lot about associations. What would you want to tell a leader uh, in this environment? What's some things they should be thinking about? First of all, I think it's a very exciting time to be an association professional because we need really smart people, good thinkers, innovative implementers in the field. And because in some cases we're behind the curve and we need to play catch up, I think there's a lot of impact that we can make and that's partly what I find so exciting uh, about the field. I also think there's an opportunity for us to start new conversations and that's really about what my work is about now is what are the conversations that we need to be having that we aren't having and how can we create a safe environment so that we can have those conversations with our leaders but so that our volunteer leaders can also be having those conversations. And I got to tell you, Jay, I am excited about some of the changes that I am seeing volunteer leaders make, whether it's in board size, what their education is going to look like, tough membership decisions. Yeah. I'm starting to see that. And that, too, is part of where I think the renaissance is coming from. Yeah, we're talking about taboo topics I've never heard before, and I we keep bringing them up, and they're they're bravely stepping forward. So that's great. That's wonderful, Mary. As always, I love chatting with you. We got to do this again. Um, I uh, where can people find more about you if they want to find out more about what you do and and how to connect with you? You can go to marybyers.com. It's B-Y-E-R-S.com, and I've got a newsletter there that comes out monthly where I share the innovations that I'm seeing in associations, and people are welcome to sign up there. As you said earlier, though, if they're interested in learning more about the strategy circles, they can go to the Indiana Society of Association Executives website and click on the calendar and find information about the program there. Well, Mary, you've done my bumper. Uh, go to the ISA website if you have more information. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for visiting with us. Michael, thank you for uh, helping and your questions. As always, great insights. Oh, pleasure. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, guys. My pleasure.